Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm a feminist, but today because the podcast is a mashup between The Guilty Feminist and Brown Girls Do It Too, which is all about explicit talk about sex, I've asked my producer to leave (laughs) and promise to not edit it or ever listen to it because he is also my husband. (laughs) I just was like, I don't think I want to... I want to... Look, okay, I've set myself a challenge today, gang. Regular listeners will know... That it depends who I'm talking about. It's not like I can't talk about sex, but I sometimes can get squeamish. And if I'm talking about kink or something like that, I really struggle sometimes to be honest. And because when I listen to you, Poppy and Rabina, I find you so noble in your ability to just be cool about it and talk about it as if it's a normal human function. So my challenge to myself today is to not flinch, to not look embarrassed, to not feel shame. Well, I might feel shame, but not to, not to show that I'm feeling shame. <laughs> and just talk about sex. So I've had to banish my husband from the building. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, we met Tom in the green room and, I, and we said to him, usually we help marriages. So we have so many women sliding into our DM saying, I can now look my husband in the eye, you put the fun back in sex. But Rubina and I might break a marriage tonight. So <laughs> I mean, 
We're not here for it. We're not here for it. No. We already opened it, as has been discussed on the podcast, the marriage. Um, <laughs> we've opened it. So I have had more sexual adventures. Uh, but we have a don't ask, don't tell policy. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah. so you can well, ask. That's your dream. That's actually what Poppy's looking May, for in a I'm just, I literally, all she I want is to be open. Exactly open. I just get wifey down constantly. It's like insect to honey. I don't know. They just, they just <laughs> wifey down. I've never heard that expression. They just want to fucking get their claws down and they want to like, you know. I, yeah, I hear that. Pin you down. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm a feminist, but in every single situation, I will use my looks and my charm to get my way. <laughs> Situation. Even when I look like dog shit. (laughs) No, no, I do. And I will. And I have, and it hasn't worked. (laughs) I will try. Rabina? I'm a feminist, but when someone told me the other day that I was just as fit as Pretty Patel, (laughs) I took it as a compliment. Look. Representation She's is really low at the bones. moment, right? Yeah. We'll take I mean, whatever we can get. <laughs> I mean, her bone structure is excellent. It's excellent. It's excellent. It's just the sort of Cruella de Vil vibes that, you know. And Cruella de Vil was a very attractive woman Cruella in all her, you know. Yeah, she's hot. She's hot, absolutely. And she was kind of putting Asian women on the map in a really terrible way, but also in like a fit way. It, like, it was really complicated. Who was it? Is it Skepta or someone like tweeted and said thick thighs or something? I'm oh. like, look, it's working for those guys. It's oh, no. <laughs> Um, I'm a feminist, but um, I would really prefer it if Grundy Lizimbra, one of our regular sound engineers, was also not here because I've toured with him quite a lot. And if, if anyone else in the audience knows me personally, get out. I don't listen to it. I just don't want anyone here. I'm having to pretend that I don't know Grundy to get through this. Just... I mean, we don't talk that much anyway. It's fine. We'll just, we'll just never talk again. Um, is that okay, Grunty? We'll just never talk again? Great. Tom is genuine. Tom always edits. This will be the first episode that ever goes out where Tom won't have listened at all. He won't know what's going on the feed. He won't know. He'll never know unless one of you tell him, don't tell him. Isn't he watching in the green room right now? No, no. He has gone for a drink uh, with Steve, who also doesn't want to know. Uh, some of you may know we live with Steve Alley, who's like my brother, uh, who's from Syria, and not at all interested in what I do for sex. Absolutely <laughs> fair, fucking enough, in my opinion. Just, we just don't want to think about it. Um, I just said to both of them, go upstairs, have a drink, and think about me not having sex. And they were like, yeah. Will do. Poppy, do you have another one? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a feminist, but... Um... <sighs> I always feel a little bit uncomfortable when I see female Uber drivers. I'm always like, yay! But I'm all like, cool. What's going on there? What's happening at home? Why isn't your husband driving for you? Sorry. She's a feminist, right? I mean, they're terrible ones. But it's true. But then I'm always like, I always make a no and I always talk to them. But you know Uber has a function now where you uh, you can say, don't talk to me. What? Yes. That's awful. That is great. I always pick it, but I always talk to the female drivers. I always make a point but, of it. It's like, when did you start? How do you feel? Do you feel safe? I always yeah, I think them. that's all fine, but not... When you say, what's going on at home, why isn't he driving? That is quite a heteronormative <laughs> assumption. I'm working on that. Because they might be you know a single, be one of two breadwinners, and three, the other breadwinner might be female or non-binary. You're absolutely right, and I'm, I'm working on that. I always get excited when I have a female pilot on a plane. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's very, but that's very rare. You never get yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, no, but it, when it happens, I always get very excited. And then all, there's always jokes. Uh, there's always people going, oh, but she's not on her period and things like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> Which she knows. She knows that. And she bosses that plane knowing that, that some people on that plane are going, oh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, and she, has, knows, she knows she has to fly twice as well as the male pilots. And if it, we hit turbulence, she'll be blamed. And she doesn't give a fuck because she's a fucking pilot. <laughs> That's what I imagine. Yeah, I like that. I'm a feminist, but the other day when I was on the bus and I got that smell of really like stale curry in the air through someone's clothes, I pointed at the nearest Asian guy and was like, it's... <laughs> It happens, right? Look, I'm sorry, Asian people, sometimes we smell like curry because our family homes, they burn spices in oil and that fragrance embeds yeah. into cotton. That's science, guys. That's what happens. And so, like, when I was a kid, I used to wear my, like, school blazer to school and I remember someone would be like, is that, is that you? And I'd be like, it's me. Yeah, it's always, it was always you. It was always you. So, about so when you go anywhere and you smell it, you're like, it yeah. must be an Indian restaurant nearby yeah. or, or is it that guy? Yeah, which is, why, which is why you always defer to the next Asian person because it's you. <laughs> But you what? why? That's what we're here for. Yeah. There's, a really good, um, there's a really good meal in Bengali. And like, tell them, tell them about the meal. Okay, so there's, a, there's an Indian, sorry, there's an Indian, there's a Bengali Bangladeshi cuisine called Shutki. Anyone know what Shutki is? Any Shutki fans in the audience? Yes, your Bengali army. Oh, yes. It is a stinky as, can I swear? I already swore. Yeah, yeah. we are broadcasting on His Majesty's internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a stinky as hell uh, fish curry. And my mum has to scoop up all, and obviously Bengalis, Indians, Asians, we eat with our hands. And so my mum has to scoop all the coats in the hallway, put it, lock it in the room. And the way you eat it, it's like a delicacy. You're like, <laughs> you don't spit the fish bones on the floor, but you, you may as well do. It, it is absolutely vile and women love it but men don't tend to eat it but then I got into it in my teens but I hated it it is absolutely disgusting. and then once Poppy and I had a conversation about like being fetishized by being Asian right some guy's like shagging you and he's like oh yeah I want to be with like an Indian girl and I don't like that I think it's really like awful I'm like you know I don't be like you know it's, it's not my identity and Poppy's like I love it so I was like but what if one day a guy was shagging you and he was like oh yeah I love Bangladesh and she was like yeah I'd be fine with it and I was like what if he said ah oh, your pussy smells like sugar tea. Fucking leave. <laughs> right now, get out. That's how bad it smells. That was... <laughs> <laughs> I draw the line. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a real... It's, it, it's, a, it's a, like my ex-partner who was white. He was like, I could eat anything, I could eat anything. I was like, all right, shudki then. Got some shudki curry. It's all like sloppy and stewy. Couldn't do it. Wow. It, it's the kind of shit that you see in the market and flies are around it. <laughs> I'm not joking. Right. I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I am, I've got to admit, I'm intrigued. Um... Live from King's Place in London, the Spontaneity Shop presents Proud Guilty Fatness Do It Too with me, Deborah Francis White, Rabina Pavani, and Puppy J. Um, if you don't know this show, The Guilty Feminist is a podcast about our noble goals as 21st century feminists and our hypocrisies and insecurities, which. I've never felt more like Paul McCartney. <laughs> uh, 
And Brown Girls Do It Too is an extraordinary podcast and I will uh, let Poppy and Rabina explain it themselves because I don't want to be given their, their, their log lines away. Um, but it's today, it's a combination of the two. It's a classic mashup where we're going to come together and we're going to do the best of The Guilty Feminist and the best of Brown Girls Do It Too and we're going to see what happens in between. Are you ready for the podcast proper to start? Yeah! Then please welcome to the stage. It's Brown Girls Do It Too themselves. It's Poppy and Rabina. Yeah! Oh, come take a seat. Now, is it true, Poppy and Rabina, that you have never done a live episode of Brown Girls Do It Too? No, well, they don't wait. really ask you this. This is really exciting. Well, hang on. <laughs> hang on a sec. Well, we did, we did that thing for um, YouTube where two people watched, right? Oh, yeah, we did a thing for YouTube. Where two that people was... watched? That doesn't... <laughs> so Given the... it's a sort of quite sexy well, we... podcast, I don't think you should put it like that. No, well, actually, I think actually 37 people watched. But um, we, did, we did Edinburgh Fringe, and that was well, yeah, a lot of um, white people in North Face, and six people out of 200 listened to the podcast. So, so we popped our cherry. Okay, you did this Edinburgh Fringe? Yeah, the one just gone. Yeah, yeah. How many shows did you do? That was your second. Okay, so this is you're the, the date we come back to. You're so the, this is the second time you've sat on an audience and done Se- this. Second yes. time, yeah. In front of like people, because if you listen to our podcast, it's very naughty. That's because we just think we're talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now you're here, we're like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. listening. This is, a, this is a great crowd. I love this demographic. Yeah, I'm telling you, Edinburgh Fringe. By the way, really. Yes. Well, Edinburgh Fringe was described as fairly white bread. But this year, even more so because the trains were all on strike. Yes. And so it was really difficult for people to get there and there was issues with planes and trains and automobiles and it was, you know, a shit show. The, the bin... You can't say bin men because we're feminists, but the bin... Um, to be honest, they're mostly men, aren't they? Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the bin staffs... What do you call it? Service? The refuse collectors, thank you. This is what I'm looking for from my audience. People who know the proper terms for things which are gender neutral and appropriate. They're not bin men, they're refuse collectors. Come on, people. Come on, feminism. The refuse collectors were on strike, so Edinburgh was just like, there was just piles of rubbish on the street, just like piles of rubbish, like it was Elizabethan times. It stank. Um, so, did you, but you had a good time up there. Well, it was really a, a tough crowd, I have to say, because everyone's, the median age was like 65. Um, <laughs> and it was, I know your podcast well, so did you do what you normally do? Oh, God, yeah. Which is talk about Just rimming and stuff, yeah. yeah. And it was just like, this, the, 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 the woman, I kept making eye contact with this woman on the third row, she was my friend, she was my go-to. We had two comedians on stage. And uh, it, it was just like my ex-partner's mother, like 200 of her. Oh. She's just missing the hiking boots and, you know, the sticks. Oh, wow. And, and six people, had, we, did, we did a quick survey and six people had listened to the podcast. And, and there was like two Asians there. It's going to be one of those, isn't it? Yeah. What did those people think they'd come to? When, did, what did they... Gigs, so it was like, the BBC had a stage at Edinburgh, right? Oh, uh, it was a BBC stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were there to see what was on the BBC. What, where is my licence pair fee going? Where, where, to, what, to what end am I paying a licence fee? Because I sit around my Arga and I really enjoy... Do you know, I really enjoy Loose Ends and I love that one... Um, 
I'm sorry I haven't a clue. Now, there are some very <laughs> racy jokes in that. Um, Gardner's question time was, uh, you know. Yes, I love, do you know, I love a cheeky innuendo on Bake Off. So if these <laughs> girls are talking about sex, I think I'll really enjoy it. I love it when they talk about a soggy bottom on Bake Off. So it'll be like that, I'm sure. And then you just come in and go, how many times a week do you do anal? And they're like, oh, well, that's not an innuendo. That's, that's no double entendre. It's just single entendre in the front centre. We need to tone it down, because she pitched anal. And I then, did, yeah. I was I like, can we, can we just do a whole episode about bum stuff? I'm really, really interested in bum stuff, about how we talk about it, like our relationships with our bum. It's a bum version. I'm a bum version, but I'm, I'm curious. I'm anally curious. Yes. <laughs> but, but the BBC or, or our team said, no, we've got to keep it broad. We've got to keep it broad. No one knows who you are. You can't just jump on stage and talk about bum stuff. Yeah, so, I, I think I'd have made that recommendation. <laughs> I'd be like, no, keep it just sort of, you know, maybe a little... You're talking about Morningside ladies. Just a, yeah. a, a little light fingering at most. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think we asked the audience how many people have done anal. I think oh, my like God. Two, yeah. I think we did. That woman I was friends with in the third row put her hands up. I was like, I love you. I am dying. Yeah, well, the we we died, too, on stage. We obviously hadn't read the room. Oh, no, but no, it was no. a free gig, so they, they, they came. They got free. what they paid for. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Listen, they could ask for their money back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I Listen, I, I'm glad that you shook... Edinburgh awake and rocked them. Uh, listen, they'll go away talking about you and they won't forget you. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff you see at the fringe that's really forgettable. Yeah. And I think, but the thing is, I think we do need to talk more as if this is a human function. You know, we talk about eating, and if somebody says, you know, oh, I really, that makes me gag, or um, oh, I love that, and I just sit there on my own, you know, <laughs> just in, you know, eating the tiramisu out of the fridge like Nigella Lawson, nobody's going to go, oh, this is, this is awkward to talk about at four o'clock in the afternoon on the mound in Edinburgh. No one's going to say that because we are comfortable with food in a way that we're not comfortable with sex, and by we, I do, of course, mean me. <laughs> now, so I've set myself this goal that I am going to just be really like you, just be really like, just saying things like pussy. <laughs> As if they're just normal things to say. I don't usually use that word, but there I've used it. And did you see me flinch? No, you didn't. <laughs> this is my challenge. Like in the old days of The Guilty Feminist, I used to do a challenge for every episode. And so this is my challenge, is to just sit here and talk openly. Now, I've opened my marriage, uh, partly to explore my bisexuality, partly to explore kink. So you can ask me anything within reason. <laughs> And I will just talk about it really coolly. If there's something I really don't want to answer, I will very, in a very sophisticated, nonchalant fashion, say pass. <laughs> but I won't be like, oh, no. Because, you know, one sometimes wants to keep something for oneself when one's a podcaster because you end up, you know, I do 52 episodes a year. You reveal so, so much. much. Yeah. But sometimes you do want to keep a little back for yourself. But I'm not going to be weird about it. Great. Go on. Brown girls do me too. <laughs> do me. Do me. Deborah, do me. Yeah. Have you had sex with an Asian man or woman yet? Ooh. Uh, South Asian. Or mm, East Asian, actually. Just Asian. No, Just I have Asian. had sex with uh, somebody... Uh, In the crowd? Middle... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern? Mm. When are you going to go brown? We're pretty Pass, good. I think. <laughs> I don't think... I, I would not think of it like that. I would think of each individual connection. So if I met somebody or I was connecting with someone on an app who liked the same kind of things as me, 
There was nearly a situation, I can't believe I'm talking openly about this, I because Tom and I have done, 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 because we, I've never been able to, and Tom's not going to edit it, so it's fine, I can. There was nearly, I was so close in New York, and then he said, actually, I think we were talking in a quite complicated way about what, what we could, couldn't, what could, we did and didn't want to do, and he went, I think we should get to know each other better first, and we should meet up. And I was leaving New York and he said, next time you come back to New York, like, let's go out properly and let's have a proper conversation. But then when I left, he messaged me and said, I really regret it. And uh, regret, so, regret not doing anything. Yeah, okay. I think yeah, yeah. he was being uh, very, I think, uh, wise and compassionate. And, and caring. He was being the good guy we want the guys to be. Yeah. And uh, slightly resent them for when we're on the plane. Uh, like, <laughs> dude, it's only sex. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. but I think what he was doing was really was was really right. But then he was like, "When are you coming back? When are you coming back?" And actually, I did go back, and I didn't get in touch. So I didn't have time. And also, I think you know sometimes the air's slightly gone out of it. Yeah. yeah. But actually, I, actually, I probably should. I probably should. He yeah. was really nice. He was very handsome. Um, in terms of your kinks, like, are you like where are your lines and your boundaries, or are you are What's you sort your of on safe the... word? Um. <laughs> Well, most common in the kink community is the traffic light. So you say green for go further, um, orange for slow down or pull back, and red for stop. But I find those quite difficult to use because if you're in a submissive situation, it feels like you're topping from the bottom, is yeah. what they call it. Yeah. And so it feels like you're, you're in charge. And the thing is, I'm in charge of every room I'm in usually. So I come in here today and I go, hello, the tech's not working, but don't worry, I'm fab, it's going to be fine. And if the tech didn't work for the whole hour, we would, I would make something work. And if someone in the audience suddenly passed out, I would be in charge of that. And then I'll go out into the foyer and people might come up and go, I just want to tell you this episode of the podcast really, really affected me. And I'll you know, want to be in the, the reassuring position in that conversation. No, it's no good. I just can't be a sack of potatoes. I can't just be like, oh, So you're yeah. always a dom then? You're dom in real life, but you're in the bedroom, you're a sack. Oh, my God, yeah. same. We're yeah, the same. It, the same. It, 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 do anything. It, it's because you... It's, it's, and don't do anything. Uh, within, <laughs> with, do well, anything. Say, say what is Pecora, so if I say Pecora, stop. Yeah, but if... if, if, if <laughs> when people say... And what I really don't like is when people... If I am talking about something kinky... There are some men, I can't believe I'm talking about this freely, it feels so liberating. We're so excited. Oh, oh my We're God. Dying. It's so liberating. There are some, and I, listen, I don't do this a lot, to be honest with you. I'm making it out now like I'm just morning, noon and night. I'm being, but I'm a very busy person. I don't have that much time for this. So it's, it's, it's here and there. It's what goes on tour, stays on tour. You know. But, you know, there are times. I don't know about you, but there are times when I'm like... Can't think about anything else. And there's times when I couldn't be less interested. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's like your sex drive, isn't it? It's always really interesting to know, like, what drives you and what turns you on. And exactly that, you're, like, really hot at points and you're like, God, I just want to fuck anything that moves. And then sometimes you're like, oh, everything's disgusting. Don't touch me. Yeah. I've been starting to think this. I've got this new theory about this, right? I think it's genetic. <laughs> I think that your sex drive is based on how much your parents fucked. <laughs> Did your parents fuck a lot? An unpopular opinion with the crowd. <laughs> we do not want to think about their parents. There's some people in the audience go, but I think about it all the time. <laughs> Does that mean my parents weren't like rabbits? 
cunts, I can't bear it. Yeah, but that's exactly it. Like, every psychologist comes and talks to you about your sex lives and tells you you've got daddy issues, you've got mummy issues. All of that stuff whittles down to your parents' relationship the first time you probably heard about sex. The first time you ever heard anyone have sex was probably your parents. And I've started to really I've think, never like, heard my parents have sex. You never heard your parents no. have sex? Wow. No. Saturday night in the Pavani household was... Uh... <laughs> wow. Night night. <laughs> wow. Well... <laughs> this has taken an early turn, hasn't it? There's a man there in the third row who's really in, either enjoying this or really not enjoying it. I don't know. Which is, I don't mean to gender you, sir, but it, I don't mean to... Oh, I don't mean to gender you, sir. You. I mean, that's terrible. I don't mean to, I don't mean to gender you, uh, but can I ask, are you enjoying it or not enjoying it, or both in equal measure? I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Ah. OK, thank But you. he's a very timid, I'm he's enjoying timid. it. He's like, don't talk to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what I notice is sometimes you talk to kinky men and they just go, yeah, yeah, I've got it, I've got it. And I'm like, you don't have it. Every individual is so specific in their kink and I am only interested in curious doms. Like, if you are dominant, you better be curious as to what exactly that person, what turns that person on, what that builds, what fantasies they've got, what they've done before what lines that they would mm. they think they never want to cross, what mm. doors might they be interested in going in. Mm. And especially the first time, I think I have written... This is so liberating. I've written scripts for people, basically. I've written, oh, like, because like, like, I'm a writer. Yeah, yeah I've written, written scenarios out. Like, oh, role play. Role yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, I've written, like, fan fiction, you know, mm. almost, that feel to it, and sent it to them. Not that they have to stick to that script, although it would be good if they did. LAUGHTER <laughs> Just that gives them the flavour, the tone. It's the bit like when I'm script writing, sometimes they say just write a pitch, like a, yeah. a one page of what this show would be. And I think, how would you know the tone? So I always write like a sample scene or two as well. So they get the idea. This is a genius idea. Yeah. Yeah. So before you meet them, you send them two scenes of your role play. And you're yes. Like, this is how- yes. Why are we because all doing this? I think someone could have a great business because not everyone is a writer. Not yes. everyone feels confident with that. Yeah. And not everyone has the time. So what I think, this, if anyone out there is a scriptwriter and wants to earn extra cash, which is every scriptwriter ever, <laughs> apart, from, apart from Peter Morgan and Sally Wainwright, you set up an, a special number for this. People send you a voice note going, this is my fantasy, and they explain it, and then you write it up. I love it. As yeah. either a lovely piece of prose, like a sort of story, a short story, or, you know, interior night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a hotel room, chic. I love it. They're like, you know, uh, uh, what's my line? What's my yeah, line? Exactly. <laughs> it, and, and it would just give them the sense and the mood of yeah. it. So I have occasionally done that. And my best gay friend in New York, he also, we found out, because we, we bonded because we met on Fire Island and we discovered we were both really kinky. Fire Island, if you don't know, it's not like Fire Festival, which was <laughs> the disappointing event for straight people. It's the extremely undisappointing event every year on the island of fire off the coast of Manhattan, the very undisappointing event for gay men. And it's, it's a really kind of sexy place and we ended up, you know, talking about kink quite early on in our friendship. We just had a, like, chemical romance, you know, but it, it, he's gay and it's not, we don't fancy each other, but uh, we, we have that kind of really... It's just Shared, a zippy connection, yeah, yeah. creatively, conversationally, kinkily, all sorts of different ways, and we love each other. And he said to me that he also has sent... We, comparing notes, he's like, oh, I've done that. I've sent people, like, 
a short story. Wow. How do and people receive it? What do they? Because what, what, it's very telling about you as a as a as a person. What you're into. Do, do people respond to it positively, or are they like? They love it. They love it. Now, but here's the interesting thing. Both he and I have had the same thing. This is so hot. Oh, my God, no one's ever sent me anything like this before. This is so sexy. Send me more. And then they don't often want to meet you. They fight. It's because they think they can't live up to it. They can't, because oh. they think, oh, God, I'm going to have to act out this role play now and I'm not good enough. Well, I'm not a good enough actor. Someone gave me that, I mean, I've got stuff to memorise. Fuck it. I'll just go on, <laughs> I'll just go on the hinge the, day. It'll be easy. I'm always clear on, I'm always clear on, like, you absolutely don't have to do any of this, say any of this, stick to any of this, but this is the flavour and the sense. Right, so it's like lines for improv rather than, like, actual script. No, I think it's actual script. What are you saying? Like, you're, the, you're actual... the postman and I'm waiting at home for post. What is it, like? <laughs> what is it? What, is it? You what year do you think my <laughs> fantasy is living. Do you think I'm like a Betty Draper housewife and madman? So it's like, oh, I'm just sitting at home waiting for the post. Oh, is that the post run? Oh, yes, he's in a uniform. Like, that's like the thing that's like most unfeminist about my fantasies is like they're all based on like Bollywood, Bollywood films, films from the 90s, right? Oh. So what yeah, so I really ours is actually the post is like, <laughs> So we want to project to you, but ours is. Yeah, it's okay. like I really just want to be like in a sari... The clouds have just come over me. <laughs> on, a, on a mountain, on a mountain, it's The crazy. guy is, like, running over to me, being like, you want this? And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> he's like, you want this? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> and then he's like, let me just take some of your sorry. And I'm like, no, no, I said no. I said no. <laughs> and that's, like, it. It's just right, like right. that, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. That's it. But that's why we need to communicate, because no means no... Unless you've agreed it doesn't. Exactly. Unless exactly. you've agreed. Now, I think, honestly, for me in a role play, and most people don't like any word that they could accidentally say in a role play, but for me, I'd rather have a line of something that I would say in that scenario that tells them, like an improv scene. In an improv scene, because I used to do a lot of improv before I did stand-up comedy, you've, it's a way of telling your partner this is the last line of the scene. Mm-hmm. But you don't there is go, a lot of thought that now? goes on to this, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. There's okay. a, yeah, it's very, it's very... But, so, for me, I, you would absolutely need to tell that person, you know, if you're, especially if you're with men, yeah. it's really difficult for men who are in a post-Me Too era to hear the word no. In fact, I've got a script <laughs> in which... <laughs> it's a real script, it's a TV <laughs> script. And it, it starts with, she's getting one of those, you know those 360 feedback sessions with her boss? Yeah, people are really loving those, clearly. Oh, I've, in case you were getting too hot and heavy, 360 feedbacks, that's the cold shower we all needed, wasn't it? Um, uh, so it starts, and, and the, he's being really um, patronising to her and telling her what she needs to change, and she's being quite, like, timid. And then he comes up behind her and tells her to stand up and tells her to bend over the table. And she starts going, no, no, no. And then he stops and she goes, no, keep going. And he says, <laughs> and then she starts going, no, and she's like, and he's kind of hot. She's like, hold down my hands. And he's holding her down and he's going, no, no. And then he's got, he says, no, no, I can't. And he goes, I can't do it, I can't do it. Yeah. And he's like, my mother brought me up, no means no. And yeah. she's like, it does mean no unless we have specifically said it means yes, yeah. go on. What is the safe word? The safe word means, what is the safe word? And he goes, Cosby. And she says, yes, Cosby, because from that point on, no further passion can ensue. And I think that's, 
Like, we aren't... We're, we're I have that issue. I really like rough sex and choking and all that shit. And I'm like, no, no, exactly like she did. No. And then this particular guy saying stops, and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, because I didn't say Pecora, did I? Because, exactly. Because <laughs> we are having sex with a generation of men who were raised by feminists. Yes. Yeah. And that is a wonderful, wonderful thing, and it cannot be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. And by we, I mean, you know, we're talking about metropolitan pockets and we're careful about who we speak... You know, I know from speaking to a man before, I've had men who... I mean, again, this is a very liberated thing for me to tell you. Shall I tell you? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Oh, God, this is the story. You do, do it. it. You do okay, it. it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I said I... No, I said I was going to have that. Um... I was talking to this man, and my fantasies are kind of about discipline and things like that, but his fantasy was having sex in a public loo. And he was Italian, he was very hot, and there was, like, hot and heavy discussion. But sometimes you want to yes and the other person. Do you know what I mean? I can be too rigid. I can be like, no, these are the things I like, and, you know, these are the four things I want you to say. And, uh, and so I want to explore, and I want to go through other people's doors and see what's there, and, you know, little by little... You know, only if, if you think, oh, that could be quite interesting, you know. And so and he told me the bar he wanted to do it in, in Soho. And I was like, oh, well, you know, and, and the loo he wanted to do it in and what that fantasy would wow. be and da-da-da-da-da. But it was so hot, this conversation, I thought, what if I just did? What if I just went into Soho? And so I was sort of trying to say, like, next week. And, you know, um, partly I was busy and partly I needed to have my hair cut and coloured. And <laughs> he was like, no, tomorrow night, tomorrow night. I want to do it tomorrow. And this was really late one night. And he said, tomorrow night, tomorrow night. And I was like, oh. And I was suddenly thought, what if I just said yes? And so I was talking to him. And then I was sort of doing this kind of, it was like a live improv. So I wasn't, I was writing the script with him rather than for him, which I think is healthy. (laughs) And I was saying, I'm imagining sitting in the bar and imagining having a drink with you and you're putting your hand up my skirt in the bar under the table so no one can see. And then he said, this might be too graphic, um, he then said that he wanted to digitally enter me. He didn't use those words. Um, (laughs) It wasn't in the script. He wanted to finger her. Yeah, but but the way he put it was really graphic. But what he was talking about was digitally entering me. Sorry, digitally as in, like, I'm texting you or digits? (laughs) Fingers, fingers, yeah. I've never heard that one before. Just entering you. No, we were texting. He was already digitally entering me. <laughs> no, with his... Um, and... Uh, You've got to be specific about that. You know, yeah. was it one? Is it two? Sometimes people like a threesies with no, like a I think finger. I, I believe it was, a, it was a double digit enter. Double digit. Double digit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was some double entry bookkeeping. And... <laughs> Grunty, I'm going to need you to leave. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> Just set it rolling. Just have it rolling. Whatever we get, we get. If we don't get it, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's fine. We can't put this out anyway. Uh, so, um, uh, so he said, I want to double-digit enter you in the... in the." But, but it was, like, really graphic and really kind of... It had a, not a nice feel to the way he said it. And I said... Um, I, I, so I just sort of said, ooh, um, uh, because... This is a verbal improv with a view to meeting tomorrow. This is not just some... Like, even actually, if I was not planning on doing anything, I would still 
I still can't enjoy and I don't want to teach men yes and to everything. So I would have said anyway, I think, but especially since we're talking about this is tomorrow night. So I said something like, um, oh, no, I, I, I wouldn't like that, but I would like something else. And he said, it's better if you don't try and control every little thing. And I said, well, um, I'm into this. You're into public blues. Um, uh, if it were down to me, we'd be meeting in one or two weeks' time in a hotel room and doing something very different. So I've said yes to a bar in Soho, a loo in that bar, and tomorrow night, yeah. and every other thing you want. Yeah. So in what way am I controlling every little thing? And he got angry and started to kind of escalate this and said, like, he said, it's better if you just go with the flow. And I said, well, I need to tell you what I will and won't do, and it's absolutely acceptable for a woman to tell you yeah. she doesn't want to be penetrated in a public place. Mm-hmm. And... I said, even if I got into the loo and decided I didn't want to do it, and I said no to you, you would need to accept that. Mm. And he said, I don't want to be lectured by you about consent. And um, he actually started turning phrases back around. Um, you, I can't remember exactly what the phrase was, but it was something like, don't mansplain and things yeah. like that. He was using some of those expressions back to me. And I just said, look... And I could have just finished the conversation, um, but I've had this a couple of times with men where I've stayed on for the next woman because the next woman might be younger than me, more vulnerable than me. And so I want to kindly and calmly as possible say, please don't. And I said to him, please never tell a woman. Another man said to me, that's tedious, something that I'd said he said, he said, it's tedious. He said, like, come over to my place right now. And I said, oh, no, I would never do that. Like, I would always meet first in a public place and have a drink and see how it was. And, you know, and he said, that's tedious. And I said, please don't tell women they're tedious because somebody might end up doing something they don't want to do. He said, oh, not with me. I said, it doesn't matter if it's with you or not. If they put a boundary out and they're told it's tedious, they're less likely to tell the next man what their boundaries are. Yeah. And so you are in a part of a community And you need to be putting good things into that community. You need to be telling women, tell me more about what you want. Mm. And if they say, no, I'd always meet first, you are very free to say, actually, it doesn't work for me. I really love spontaneity. So um, I'm going to wish you a really good night. That is absolutely fine. But you don't pass judgments on women and tell them that they are not being spontaneous enough because you are operating in a community and you need to be encouraging women to tell you what and other men and other people what they want and what they don't want. And every time I've said that to a man, which has been a number of times, they've got very angry and ended up, like, blocking me. And I don't care because do you know what I think about those men? I think they've got big egos and they don't want to be told by a woman as they are less likely to do it again. And I think, look, just absolutely saying... You must not do this again means they don't want to be told off again. So they're more likely to do it. I don't care. I'll be the one that gets blocked. I'm fine. But that's why it's so important to, like, talk about sex. I mean, like, when we started doing the podcast, we definitely did it as a bit of a, like, this is lol. Like, let's talk about our sex lives. And then suddenly we were, like, had this influx of messages from people being like, 
I didn't know this. I didn't know people talking like this. I didn't know this is like exactly what you said. It's that dialogue. It's like us sharing sex stories so we can all look at each other's bodies and our sex lives and be like, oh, that's normal. Instead of doing the thing that we all do, which is like going to porn or Hollywood sex scenes and being like, that's what it's really like. Like what it's really like is the sex that we're all having with each other. And if we're having that dialogue and telling each other, I like to be submissive in the bedroom and I have boundaries and I talk about what those are with my partner and like, it's really important, like even with Poppy and I exchanging our own sex lives in the podcast, it's like suddenly become this thing where it's like, it tells me so much about myself, like the, the way I like sex, the way I like my partner, the way I speak about it. And kind of what you were saying earlier, like if you're, if you're an alpha female in your like work life and you're like bossing it and in the bedroom, you kind of want someone to tell you what to do. That's fine. That's yeah. like amazing. But you then need to really draw the lines exactly when no suddenly turns into no, no. In fact, it's really weird. I have a baby. I had a baby in January. And I was reading this book about like, you know, because babies do like mad shit all the time. that They're not supposed to do like eat wires and like climb shit. And instead of saying like, no, 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 all the time, you've got to go be like, ah, uh-uh, ah, uh-uh, ah, uh-uh. ah. It's like a new way so that no, when no comes, it's like the big word. It's like the safe word. It's when he goes for the... It's, it's when he puts his finger in the socket and I'm like, no! <laughs> but how will he know that word if he never hears it? True, exactly. He's got... well, she, hasn't, she hasn't put his finger in the socket yet. He hasn't done that yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so doing the uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh thing all the time. Is it working? I don't know. He's only eight months. He doesn't even, doesn't even really know who I am, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking to the other babies going, I've got to ram ram my <laughs> This bitch is an idiot. <laughs> Uh, who's that? It's uh. uh. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, Guilty Feminists. This is Deborah. We are coming to Belfast on the 14th of October. Book tickets now. We have three recordings live coming up at King's Place in London, the 24th of October, the 21st of November, and the 14th of December. And tickets will be on sale soon for The Guilty Feminist Presents Campus Christmas on Saturday, the 3rd of December. It'll be an incredible lineup featuring me and Tom Allen hosting, Rosie Jones, Larry Dean, Kima Bob, Susie Ruffle, Sophie Duca, and Rob Diamond and Russell Tovey from Talk Art. 
plus some incredible music and other acts. It will be camp. It will be fabulous. And all proceeds will go to the Say It Loud Club, run for and by LGBTQ plus refugees fleeing homophobic oppression. For more information about all these shows and to book tickets, which you want to do right now, go to guiltyfeminist.com. And why not support the show and get ad-free episodes by going to patreon.com forward slash guilty feminist. If you would like to support the show in another way, go and rate, review and subscribe or follow friend, whatever the podcast, it helps other people find it. And now back to the podcast. Please feel free to lead this conversation about sex, because when I listen to you do it on your podcast, I'm always just so amazed about how you can kind of you know, you you bring another subject to the table. So please feel free to ask me anything and or, you know, talk yourselves you know, about anything. Know, I, I, I'm really... So we did series one. It was three brown women. We were all straight. We are straight. I'm bi-curious, but whatever. You're bi-curious too, aren't you? Queer. I like the word queer. Point is, we were sort of talking about our sexual experiences from the, the, the point of view of, of straight three straight women. And then series two, we were like, let's open it out. Let's get guests. Um... And we found it quite difficult to get guests on to come on the podcast to talk about sex in that sort of candid, crass, crude way we do. And it's only by the second series I realised that actually loads of people were still not comfortable talking about sex. And actually being here with you and, and speaking to a few women as well, because in my head I'm sort of the litmus test for the public. If I'm saying it and you're saying it, everyone else is saying it. So... I found that quite surprising. It was particularly difficult in like Asian communities. And I'd be interested to know like if you, because you grew up religious, didn't you as well? So like, so, so did we. And I think something about like growing up in a system where like I went to mosque every Friday, I went to Quran class on Saturdays. Like I grew up quite religious and I had this kind of structure about what it meant to be a woman and therefore what sex meant and all of this other things were like, you know, it was invisible. It was shh, don't talk about it. Um, and I like think that breaking away from that, we've, we kind of have become quite rebellious. So I always say this thing is like, our podcast is quite out there. If you listen to it, there's probably moments where you're like, oh, you're cringing all the time. That's like a little bit too much. Yeah. And the reason we take it that far, the reason we push the envelope as far as we, we feel comfortable taking it is because our mothers never, ever, ever, ever would have been invited on stage at King's Place and King's Cross to talk about their sex lives. They don't have anyone who ever had their voice or ever got to speak to them about it. My mum was a refugee. She married somebody who she didn't really want to marry and she got stuck in a relationship and then she's never going to get divorced because she's stuck. And how many other women are out there like that? Like, I'm doing this for her and all, like, the generation of women above us. And so it almost feels like we had to do it, like, so... I always say this thing, like, we're the weirdest fucking person at a party so that everyone else can feel, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And in terms of, like, feminism, do you feel like what you're doing... Because I feel it's, like, it's extremely feminist. Like, even the title of the show, it's like, yeah, we do it. We are human beings... We have these urges, and then we sate these urges, and we're trying to figure it out. Because it is... Also, sex is clumsy. You know, it's, mm. it can be... It's not like it is in the movies. Well, maybe it is the way you do it, but I... <laughs> yeah, but we talk about that. We talk about the smells and the queefing, and it's ridiculous, and it's like playing Twister and Connect Four, and it's like, well, you can do this, you can do that, I'm going to do this, da, 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 da. And we talk about And all the of constant, it. like, contracts, the constant agreements you're coming yeah. through, but also the performance. Because, yeah. yeah, look, it's not like the movies, but in your head, you think you're the protagonist of your movie. Let's not lie, right? Every day you're walking down the street with your headphones and you're like, yeah, I'm a star. Yeah. It's like that in bed, right? You're like, oh my God, I'm going to do the thing where I, like, lie back and do, like, the, like, Kate Winslet Titanic thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, side boob is really, like, you know, up <laughs> on the moment. And, you know, you're, like, making those noises that you hear in porn or you've seen in the TV to be like, ah, oh, yeah, ah, oh, is, like, is that what you're 
Mm. You're doing this performance of it. And like, what does that say about who you are and the culture that you've consumed? But also what you're projecting onto the other person having sex with. Like, that's okay. Like, that's not real. Yeah. Real sex is much more, like, guttural. Like, we got we got invited once to um, record the sounds of our own orgasms for, like a, like, a Spotify playlist. We didn't do it in the end. But we were like, that's really interesting. Like, maybe we would do that for, like, a lot Who of Who said that was for Spotify? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> puppy and Rabina. My name's Bob Spotify. <laughs> I really love you to record the sounds of yourself orgasming and I promise to put them on a playlist. <laughs> love Bob Spotify. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we, d- we didn't do it in the end, but like, no. it, but I did kind of like, I did like listen to the sounds that I made afterwards. I mean, when you do a podcast, you become way more interested in like everything soundy when you're having sex because actually sex has really amazing sounds. It has like fanny fart sounds and like slappy kind of sounds and like, you know, like dick slapping pussy yeah. makes a really nice sound. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's <laughs> I'm cool. I am cool. I'm not flinching. You haven't heard her do the fanny fart. This yet. face really <laughs> This face might get a little Louis through at times. <laughs> this is the problem with me. I went to a spanking retreat once. And it was, the whole time I was there, I looked like Louis Theroux. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I don't know what to do with my face. Like, I'm like, oh, what's did the appropriate Did you join in with face? a spank? Like, how did you find it? Well, you like it was up a mountain and... Uh, oh. No, I, um, I found it... <sighs> there were parts of it that were fun, but I did... Are you a, are did... you a spanker or, or a spanky? spanky? Yeah. Uh, I tend to be a receiver. Receiver, yeah. I would like to just explore my dom side a little bit more, though. Um, I do feel I've got a great dom inside of me. And it's what everyone wants from me, let's be honest. Yeah. (laughs) At a spanking retreat, the number of men who were, it was a straight one, who were like, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, no. Um, they, they've written scripts for you, ready to go. I am yeah. sure they have. I <laughs> they know no the improv line, they knew they're ready to go. <laughs> because I'm tall and I'm, you know, I can be imposing and, you know, it's what they want. But I've got, I want to be the other thing. But I do think there's a great Dom inside of me. And I do think when I explore her, the world, I mean, the world's not ready. But <laughs> the pink world's not ready. Because I know what I like. But also... Um, already in just, you know, I haven't quite gone there yet, but in conversations that I've had, because you have loads of conversations on field and things like that, but don't come to anything. I am, I am the curious dom. I'm the person saying, what exactly? And, and I've been taught by that friend as well that all the questions that he asks if he's dominant. Um, and if you're curious, you could give someone the best time of their life because everything they've ever imagined. I would love it if someone would write an essay. And then if there were things in that that didn't turn me on or I, but I, did, I felt neutral about, I would do them. If there were things that made me go, oh, no, thank you. I do have a game that I can play with you. I've just remembered it. It's a game for the car, uh, but you don't have to be in one. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, those long car trips that I invented years ago. I don't know how feminist it is looking back, but let's try it. Um, this is the guilty feminist, and we call it that for a reason. Um, so, Poppy, let's play it with you. Um, who's your absolute pinup? Like the person, the film star? Keanu Reeves. Poster. I knew you were going to say Keanu that. Reeves. Okay, that was fast. There was no contemplation. When Matrix came out, she went nuts. Okay, so this is the scenario. And the scenario, it's a slow build. Okay, so... Um, I'm not really good with those, but okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, so it's, this is how the game goes. Um, and you, again, you've got to be a bit of a script writer to play this game. You are already so on board with this. You, you already know what the game is. 
I feel like. Um, but it's true. I just invented it and I've really enjoyed playing it over the years. So you are invited to Los Angeles with Brown Girls Do It Too. Um, there's a huge podcast festival there and they want you and you're going to be on one of the main stages. There's, you know, it's got such a big following over there now. This is, you know, it's like there's 5,000, 10,000 people waiting to see you everywhere you go. You get to the event and they're giving you, you know, Jimmy. Jim, yeah, but like there's a goodie bags with Jimmy Choo shoes. Oh, God, and, yeah, we've made it, we've made it. You know, Where um, is she in this? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's with us. Yeah, no, no, she's with you, she's with you. She's with you. We can do it, right. Yeah, um... And, uh, well, actually, I can sort of do a double, actually. Let's yeah, do a, do a double. We're not ready. I can sleep with her, but she's not ready to sleep with me. So I if, it's gonna, if it's going to go over well, yeah. Okay. So oh, well, hold on, hold on. Who is your pin-up? Your ultimate pin-up? Oh, my God. Uh, this is going to sound so bad, but, like, because I still live in the 90s, Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> so of the, all the people in the world that you, <laughs> you could sleep with... 1990s Nick Carter, like back then or now? Like now, today. No, 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 back then. I felt like he was the person I had a poster in my room. I would kiss his poster every night, okay, like wear right. away the mouth. If you, if you, if you had an opportunity, and I don't know if your relationship is open or closed or what the story is, but let's say for this scenario, it's open. The person you would most, most like to sleep with in the world is Nick, Nick Carter, Carter from the Backstreet Boys. Is right that, now. Is, listen, there's no just judgment. Like I'm just checking. Just tell my childhood self you did it, girl. Okay, all right, fine. All right, so Nick Carter from Backstreet Boys. Okay, great. So, so we're in LA. There's you, a big thing. So you're, yeah. you're in LA and you go in and you're, the goodie draw room is insane. Like, it's wild. It's, you know, you're given all these amazing treats. You're meeting all of these phenomenal people. It's part of, like, a big, you know, TED event. So you're meeting just, you know, incredible people. Elon Musk. I mean, I was you, joking. I'm going to say that was a joke. Yeah, I feel like that's a bit of a. I a, would, though, I still would. <laughs> Please don't ruin this game Sorry. with Elon Musk. <laughs> um, although, um, uh, you know, but there's yeah. phenomenal people. Like, you know, Jennifer Aniston's there and she comes up and she goes, I just love Brown Girls Do It Too. She's just Imagine. like obsessed with you. Yeah. You know, it's just the time of your life. You're having yeah. incredible times. Um, and you do your event. It's absolutely amazing. You have a book signing afterwards. Everyone gets a book. There are famous people coming up, uh, getting their books signed. You're having photo shoots. Um, someone's there from Vogue saying, we'd love to do a big spread of you, and we've got all these designers who want to dress you. It's just the most incredible time. You uh, go back to your hotel. You're staying at Chateau Maman, obviously. Obviously. Um, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm already stars. there. Um, this is why this game is so good. Yeah. And you are just feeling yourself. You yeah. are just, people are just like buzzing around you. People are bringing you, you know, cocktails. The places, they've put you up, the podcast festivals put you up and it's anything you want, it's all taken care of. And you're sitting in that little garden part of Chateau Maman. I say that like I go the whole time I've been there once in my life. <laughs> um, and uh, you just see Phoebe Waller-Bridge in the corner and you wave. She's like, I love you girls, I love you. She's, she's like, saying that to us? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my she's God, I'm dying. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's over there with the hot priest, you know. You're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. You're having, <laughs> you, you have a little tete-a-tete with them, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. a cocktail with them, then they've got to go off to have their photos taken, you've already had yours done, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and you're sitting there, and then you look over to the next table and you think, oh, my God, is that Keanu Reeves? And then you look over to another table and you go... <laughs> It's not normally a double. I'm improvising madly here. You look over to another table and you go, is that Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys? 
and they are both sitting alone. I mean, what are the chances? <laughs> what are the chances? Nick would never sit alone. I feel... I, no, because the woman he was there with, who is his long-time wife, <laughs> they've had an argument, it's clear, and she's left. And you look over at him and he's like, want to join me? And you excuse yourself from Poppy and you go over and he goes, well, that's it. We've been beating a dead horse for a long time, but we've just decided that's fully it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Keanu comes over to your table to borrow a lighter. You say, I don't smoke, but I will with you. <laughs> Keanu sits down at your table and you're with Nick. So we're going to leave you with Nick for a little while because he's got to get over the breakup. Keanu's single. Single, yeah. Single ready, ready to, to mingle, yeah. yeah. Uh, Keanu says to you, I've been watching you for a while I'm dying. at this table. He's like, you really, I'm, this is, oh, I'm just going to put it out, you're just exactly my type. And I... My heart is actually beating right now. I, I don't mind telling you, I was at the festival today because my mate, um, I don't know if you know him, do you know, do you know, do you know a guy called Matt Damon? He, <laughs> he, he was a guest on a podcast about the movies and something like that and I went down to support and da 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 and I was there with Brad and Matt and George, and we were just having a great time. And I just saw you, and I, I'm so sorry to say I didn't know your work before, but I followed, I just thought, wherever she's going, I'm going. And I sat and watched your show, and I just thought you were absolutely remarkable. And um, I just, I, are you single by any chance? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and... Um, and then you talk and you laugh and you find you've got a surprising amount in common with Keanu. And, uh, you know, you just, you really get down to it and you start having some deep conversations about life and philosophy and politics and you just really click and connect and you think, I always thought he was clever, but he really is super, super clever. And um, you talk for a few hours and he buys you a lovely dinner and, you know, you have one cocktail leads to another and another. And then he says, look, this is, they're, they're shutting the restaurant. And he goes, this is, I don't know what we're going to do now, they're shutting the bar, but... I've actually got the big suite upstairs. Um, it's got a really, it's got its own sofa section, you know, like living room, and it's yes, got I'll a beautiful bar. <laughs> uh, it's got it's got a mini bar up there, and we can continue this up there. And you look over, and you see that these two have gone. So you're, <laughs> they've they've left. She hasn't even waved. She's just gone. She's gone. She's gone. Well, I think because she's doing it for fifteen euro rebate, and Ruby and I get it. Yeah, they they you know, but also they you know, he's suffering from his wife. So she. So you go up with Keanu. The suite is fucking incredible. It's the whole top floor of Chateau Maman. You, you get, it's one of those ones where you get out the lift and the lift doors open into the suite. And they're more turned on by that than anything. <laughs> and they get out and in, you go into the living room and it's like a, you know, incredible. It's like a flat. It's like a big apartment up there. There's champagne chilling and strawberries and um, there's a jacuzzi and you go, oh, my God, I can't believe you. There's a jacuzzi out on a balcony. It's a breezy night. And he goes, oh, you're going to have a jacuzzi if you want. I mean, I never use the thing, but, you know, why not you say, I don't have a bathing suit. And he says, oh, I mean, don't, don't worry. I, I don't have one either. <laughs> and he says, I promise not to look. Looking. Please look. And uh, he fills the jacuzzi up and you slowly take your clothes off as you can just you see the stars twinkling yeah. you get in the jacuzzi he brings the bottle of champagne in tips a little into the water makes you laugh it's very sparkly yeah. um, and then he leans towards you and you lean toward him and 
his mouth gets closer and closer to yours. It's, it's like happening in slow motion. And then your mouths find each other and it is the most extraordinary kiss of your life. Every single nerve end is in your body is active. And you sit just kissing for what could be 45 minutes, could be an hour and a half. You don't know. Time is irrelevant to you now. My mouth is so dry right now. And do you want to, you know... No, I'm just going to keep on going. And, and then he says, would you like to stay? And you say... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you get out of the jacuzzi. He gets this bit, one of those big, really fluffy white robes and puts it around you and you go... Well, I'll steal the... later. <laughs> you go... <laughs> you go over to the bed and into the bedroom area and there's this huge, white, kind of beautiful bed with this sort of crisp white linen and he pulls it back and you, you get into bed and you're making out and your breasts are up against his chest. And Whatever his I've got m- left of them, yes. manly body is... Movie star, manly, you know, like... I shouldn't probably say manly, I'm a feminist, but it's too late now. I'm too late. <laughs> He's got this movie star star body and you're like feeling his, his arms, you know, huge and he's just, you, know, you just feel really kind of safe but so turned on in his arms. And then he says to you, I, I, I really want to make love to you but I, would you be, it's just a thing that I've got in order for me to get that, would you be, would you be all right to pee on me? Yes. Yeah. He says that I would really love that, and then you pee on him, and then he goes, "Look, there's just one more. Would would I be able to pee on you?" Yeah. And then he says, "Would I be able to pee on your face?" Yes. And then he says, I like to role play. Would you be up for putting on a uniform? What kind of uniform? And he goes and he says, I'm really into the LAPD prison thing. Would you put on a prison uniform and can I be a prison guard? Yeah. (laughs) And then he says... If you, if you want me to not have sex with him, he has to say, can I shit on you? And then I'm taking the well, bathrobe uh, and leaving. And then he says, <laughs> he says, okay. And so you put the uniform on. He puts the uniform on. And then he goes and opens a cupboard. And there's a monkey. And he says, he says, this is Bobo. Is it okay if he watches? She's beaten the system. (laughs) He needs to be on the bed to watch. He likes to be up close. Yeah, fuck it. Sometimes he touches himself. (laughs) Definitely, yes. Meanwhile, the backstreet boy... And you are on the top, on the roof of the highest building in Los Angeles where he's taken you. 
And he has said, he's right at the point, you've been through all your foreplay, we can do your foreplay backstage because I feel you've been shortchanged. <laughs> um, you, you've done all the foreplay, it's just as you thought it would be. The other Backstreet Boys turned up to give you a small concert. <laughs> do you know, She'll do Dan Bang is like my most exciting fantasy, so... <laughs> Me getting done by all five of the Backstreet Boys. Is that what you're suggesting? Because I could go there. Okay. In that case, all the Backstreet Boys stayed. <laughs> and they said, we're all really into you. But now you're on the highest... You're, you're, you're on the highest skyscraper in Los Angeles. And it's Nick, isn't it? Your Nick. one. Yeah. Nick. Nick, Howie, I love all of them. Okay. Nick says, would you put this harness on? Because I like to do it dangling over the side of high buildings. He's got, he said, I've got this real Mission Impossible fetish. And I want to do it in a harness, dangling off this building. Have I signed a risk assessment? <laughs> no, you can't, you can't do that. You've just got to trust him. I do. I trust him. <laughs> and then he says, do you know what really turns me on? Is if we take the safety harness off. And I'm wearing one, but just with my strong arms... And Howie holding onto your hands at the top. It's just, you're just held by the weight of Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Nothing else. And it's the highest skyscraper in LA. But he's going to do you well. Like, you are going to feel like, wow, like he's going to really, it's going to be the best sex of your life. But at any minute, you could plummet to your death. Best sex of my life or the best way to die. <laughs> Do you see why you need all the foreplay? You need all the, you need all the circumstances to be right. You can't just go if Robert Downey Jr. wanted to pee on you because that's not sexy. It's it's all of the thing you think oh, I'm so invested now. Um, have you got any games you wanted me to play? Yes. So in our podcast, if any of you listen to it, and maybe you'll go off and listen to it, we play. We're, we're, so Poppy and I are really into like nineties. We're into the nineties. We're kids of the nineties. We also really like game shows. Any fans of game shows in the house? Right, so a lot of our podcasts is kind of like a game show. And we play a game show game with our guests called The, the Quick Fire Fuck Game. <laughs> and we don't quite have a theme tune yet because, well, the producers don't really like that. It, They're so. Just, yeah. <laughs> so basically, after we've interviewed every guest on our podcast, we play a quick game with them. And it's just another, it's kind of like what you should do at the start of a podcast, like an icebreaker. Um, but we've already kind of manoeuvred through the ice. This is kind of like... We're talking about. I don't, I don't know what we're doing at the so. end. So we've made them feel so uncomfortable that at the end we just ask them more more questions to make them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so, um, this is for you, yep. Deborah. Quick fire fuck game: doggy or missionary? Doggy. Uh, <laughs> pubes or no pubes? I have very few pubes. Just that little strip at the top. I like the, the I like the clean feel. Uh, probably because of the patriarchy, but I like it nonetheless. <laughs> I like the love the feel of a wax. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, so you've got like a little kind of Hitler on the top. <laughs> I don't like to think of it as Hitler. It's got a sideways Hitler, you know what I'm saying? Like, a kind like of... she's got a landing strip. <laughs> uh, I've got a little landing strip. Landing strip. Nice, okay. Uh, lights on or lights off? Oh, well, lights on. Interesting. Why? Why? Well, I'm thinking of the kinky things, and then I'm thinking of the... Uh, when I'm with women, uh, it's just good to be able to see, yeah. mm. you know, like it is arousing. It's extra, it can be extra arousing. I think if you've been with someone for a while, 
You sort of know your way around them. Well, also, Lights Off is kind of hot because it's like, and now we can't see each other in the dark. But if you're with someone new, I think it's more erotic and safer to have the lights on because, you know, you don't know what sudden moves they're going to make. Exactly. <laughs> and if safety they ever first. Try, if they ever try to miss the hole, you know yeah. how guys do that? Yeah, they like, like lift your legs and like, whoop, yeah. different hole. And you're like, no, the lights were on. Absolutely. You could see where you were going. Okay, um, spit or swallow? Oh, spit. You're both spitters. Yeah, I can't swallow. Do you swallow? You never swallowed? I don't think I've ever swallowed, no. no. I mean, to be honest, what I find with blowjobs... Um, <laughs> I'm off the leash now. Uh, I thought I was going to find this hard. I'm finding this more liberating. Is most men, uh, I should say, and other people with penises, but I, I haven't slept with anyone with a penis who isn't a man, and... Uh, I uh, I find they want the blowjob part so that they don't want to finish on that. Mm. I, do, I don't find... Someone once said to me, I just think I'm bad at blowjobs because they never want to finish like that. They always then want to... Finish in you. Enter you. Yeah. Um, and I said, no, I think that's what men like. Either, either, either that or I'm also bad at blowjobs. I'm definitely not. I think I think I'm really good, but I think it's a it's a mix. Some guys like to finish themselves off because like the hand is always going to be like mm-hmm. the best thing. Some guys only can, yeah. Which is so I'm nice. now recently single. Quick side, uh, a quick side, and I'm going out with 24 year olds, and they literally just most of them just finish themselves off. Is it something to do with porn? Yes, porn that I find, and I now Gaber's friend tells me, and I, this is an important conversation. I really hoped we were going to have. Yeah. I need to... I'm sorry, I know this is meant to be a quick fire round, but can we just... <laughs> Never can, is. Can we just pause to say this? Because I just need to get... Yeah, I need to poll the audience. I find... I didn't have a lot of old sexual history, so I don't know, but what I find is... A lot of men now find it hard to get an erection or keep an erection. And when I said this to best gay friend, he went, women always go, he couldn't get it up or he couldn't keep it up. He said, this is what I hear all the time. And they either go, well, either he's gay or he doesn't fancy me. And he said, when I have sex, he said, I have sex with men all the time. And he said, the penis is a funny thing. Sometimes we can get off, sometimes mm. we can't. Sometimes we can get up, so he says, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's them. He said, when you're a gay man, you don't, if they can't get it up or they can't keep it up, we don't go, oh, straight. Mm. He said, mm. uh, and he said, we don't go, oh, it's me. He said, it's obviously not me. Yeah. I have sex all the time with a variety of men and I'm hot as fuck. So we just think it's the penis, which is, I mean, to be honest, a mystical organ. Mm. If women traditionally, I know some men, women do have penises, but if traditionally women had penises, witchcraft, that's what they would have said. Yeah. Because it's an organ, it's a part of your body that moves without your permission. I know, it's so weird when it does that. That's how Stephen Hawking could have all that sex, right? When he was... I'm not going to finish. <laughs> but it did when it moves. I'm, uh, one guy, just, he just does it for tricks, and I'm just like, ha, 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 Yeah, laughing. it's very strange. So, but I think, <laughs> but I said to my friend, I think, though, porn has maybe put more pressure on guys or they can only get it up if they're watching yes. porn. Or I've, I've actually said, someone said to me, offer to put some porn on for a man. And this man said, oh, no, a few men have said, I don't watch any porn anymore because I was addicted. And so I think porn has changed the relationship. But also in any kind of sexual encounter you have, it's in order to have penetration, as a woman, there's very little you have to do apart from maybe have lube. You don't even have to be wet. You can just get some lube. But if you're the man in that 
mm. relationship, you have to get hard. And a lot of us put pressure on men. Mm. And like, I mean, I know I have done in the past where I'm like, oh, we just had sex. I came, you didn't come. Mm. I didn't, didn't feel you come inside me. You didn't come anywhere. Bed sheets look pretty clean. Like what's going on here? And you feel like that's like a, a slight on you. But actually, I, don't, I think with the way that we value sex, the way that we think it's got to be this contract with finishing, no, it's like the worst really way think to think terrible. about sex. It's yeah. so bad because sex is just about us being intimate. Sex is about mm. like tops off, you know, just like touching each other. It can be just that intimate and it can be like one of us comes, both of us come, none of us come. It's not always about coming, even though coming is great. Just come come by yourself, do it to yourself. I mean, you can, that's the best way to do well, it. A friend of mine recently got into Tantra and she was telling me that she's completely taken off the, the just said, me coming or you coming is nothing to do with this. There's no pressure to, there's no pressure not to, but it's not the goal of this and it's not the end result of this. And she said it has revolutionised her sex life because it's taken the pressure. And you know what it's like. If you say, well, you don't have to, or there's no imaginative... She said at first the guy she was saying was like, do you really mean that sort of thing? You know. And I think it takes a while to build that trust with somebody. Yeah. It's not like it's an exam. Oh, yeah. It's an experience. Exactly. And that experience makes... Sometimes the best part is just before the orgasm for me. hundred percent. The best thing for me about sex is uh, when you are, like, clothes on, just rubbing up against each other. Like, when you're a teenager and you're, Dry like, just... Humping. You're kind of, like, making that weird bit, like, crotch mm. in your jeans wear away because you're just rubbing so hard on each other but you, like, just can't have sex because you're a teenager. That bit of foreplay is the best, best bit of it all. And so, like, if you, if you, like, have a rule with your partner where you're like, we're not going to come, uh, and then they're like, well, you know, when do we know it's over? And it's like, it's never fucking over. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Right, um, and we, were, we were talking about porn, uh, which brings us neatly to porn or no porn. No porn. Okay. Bit of light spanking porn, but nothing with sex, nothing with genitals. Interesting. Lube it up or natural juices? I, and it can be like a... Rather I, than a, like, juicy juice. I... If I'm turned on, I get very, very wet. Mm. Like, sometimes too wet. So I've never... I mean, I don't know. My body might change as I get older, but not We're at the moment. We're all quite wet. We're all people then... Yeah. should be like the wet but sisters, you know? But if you're... <laughs> I will consider that uh, girl band carefully. Obviously. <laughs> um, uh, I just got asked to do Pick of the Week on Radio 4 that, this week, so I think I probably will give it a miss because I... <laughs> I like to do Mary Beard and her show. Um, although I'm sure she'd be delightful in bed. She's got a great energy. Um, yeah, sure. uh, sorry, poor Mary Beard. She didn't ask for that. Uh, but if you are going in the back door... Oh, it's, 100%. I actually can... And, and again, speaking to gay friends about this, they're like, what the hell? You know, like, but I actually can go... Without, Without any lube, lube in the back but, door. Yeah, I'm really... What about, do you have like a popper or something? Is it just straight? No, I really love anal a lot. Like, I was so surprised the first time I did it. I was like, oh my God, this is a revelation. Why did nobody ever tell me? It's the greatest feeling in the world. I don't do it too often because, you know... Do you use butt plugs? I've never tried. Really? Well, I'm also... What like, is it, though? What do you yeah, do? It just, it just keeps you open. I'm, the, I'm not like a butt expert, by the way. I cash in once a month, every, once every two months. And I don't love it. It's consensual, but I'm like, the guy that I'm seeing fucking loves it. So I, he sticks a butt plug. Obviously, I have to have lube. Rimming, lube. Yeah, juices. it's much better with it than you yeah, should. Yeah, I, I need you all really the should. juices, natural I really think you should. Yeah. And then you, you, you stick it in there f- and you can have it in for five so minutes. So what, you lube the... 
area. You, you, you and lube then your you, anus. Thank you. And then you lube. <laughs> you, you can also lube the butt plug. It comes in. And then you sizes. put a plug. And you put a plug up your bum, and yeah. then you can have it for five minutes, ten minutes, an hour. And it just helps preset. It just presets like it, so it just makes it bigger. So when the when the penis goes in, it's not. But does the plug stay there when the penis goes in? No. <laughs> This Sorry. is important information. Sorry. This is Sorry. why we ask the questions. Sorry, I should say. There's like a man this. at the front row going. Oh. Uh, not so for what? Me, so you take. So sorry. You put the butt plug in. It's like uh, when you preheat the oven. Yeah. Oh. You preheat the oven for ten but minutes. Then... You put in your jacket potato. So the penis is it. the jacket potato. The penis is the jacket potato. But, but the butt plug is the, the preheating of the oven. But so you take the butt plug out and put the penis in, and then the hole is the, the hole larger. Is kind of, it's nice and warm. It's nice and warm. But is the butt plug itself fun? No, it's not fun for me. But you can get three different sizes: small, medium, and large. I think I start with small. Just start with small, and then you get a bit brave, and you think you're a bit of a badass. And they shove the big one, and you're like, ow. But some people like it. I'm just whatever. I'm I'm neutral to it. I'll, I'll do it, but it's it doesn't. I just constantly feel like I need a shit all the time. But you like rimming. You don't. Oh, she doesn't like the penetration bit, but she likes the kind of play around the area. And that's another thing. If you're just new to I the butt feel... area, I think like don't feel like you just need to do the penetration stuff. There's stuff that you can do around the area. I feel uncomfortable with someone. Would well, you let someone lick you out? You wouldn't let someone lick your bum. It's. I mean, it's quite a lot, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, if it, if it is for you, then yeah. I mean, I would have to have done quite a lot of MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. That's its own butt plug. <laughs> well, it's like... We have two left. We have two left. Hand job or foot job? What does foot job mean? Yeah, we didn't know either. Feet, but you, we... you, you give a hand job with your hands and you give a foot job with your feet. Ooh. <laughs> Neither, thank you. Neither. Okay, last. Do it yourself. I mean, they're always better at doing the hand stuff, and it's so boring. Yeah, yeah. It's just repetitive nonsense. It's like a factory job. I've got no objection. It's just like a factory job, isn't it? It's just like every day, you know, you work in a biscuit factory, you have to do the same, you know. It's like you're milking cows constantly. Yeah, yeah. Do it. I'll watch. Will that help? And the last one, well, there's a few more, but the last one is give head or get head. Hmm. Are you a giver or a receiver? I think, honestly, like if the right... Okay, give to a man, receive from a woman. Because Ooh. women n- know what they're doing down there. And for men, what is it that they're doing down there? <laughs> I don't... With, with a cis man... A, yeah. With a cis man... I don't know that they know what they're doing. And they know they don't know what they're yeah, doing. And, yeah, and... Honestly... I, it's, it's okay. Do you ever tell them and guide them? I, what's the point? Like, it's, (laughs) there's other things I like and I'm not, I'm not that bothered. But uh, when women, in my experience, women and non-binary people are down there, uh, well, a non-binary person I slept with who had a vagina, uh, wow. Oh my god! But I feel like we oh talk my about god. it like it's a mysterious thing. It's not. You like part lips. You look for the clitoris. No, no, no. They're doing things. No, no. They're doing things. <laughs> they're doing things that have, men have not invented yet. Cis men have not invented yet. <laughs> there's like a little, um, su- like a suction technique. It's just there's techniques yeah. that are so sophisticated. <laughs> one would think they belong to alien worlds, <laughs> and just incredible things that are done down there. 
And then I think, oh, my God, am I going to be able to... I'm a novice, you know, I'm a very junior lesbian. And so I'm, like, going, oh, you know. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, the first time I did it, I... I honestly, I talked about this my show recently, but um, I didn't know what to do. And I, do you know all vaginas look different? I... <laughs> they're so surprising. Some of them look like We had a cast of our fannies and... Yeah. Um, well, we, did like a, we, we did said, a cast, we did like a plaster cast of our vulvas. We did it as like a... For the same person who wanted you to do the Spotify playlist. <laughs> you are Bob falling Spotify. for this. Spotify. Spotify. Bob Spotify insisted. That's a lot of money. Then yeah, we yeah. had to do plasticine ones. <laughs> he insisted on doing it himself for his project. It's actually, oh. uh, it's amazing. I recommend anyone, if you ever get asked yeah. to do it or want to do it, you should do it. But we both did it together. And like, they bring out these like, you know, plaster of Paris things. And they're like, these are your, these are your vulvas. This is what they look like. And it's amazing because yeah. you know like we all like yeah yeah I look at mine in the mirror like yeah 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 I like totally on minutes I'm a busy really woman I'm hardly ever down there <laughs> we went to this uh, artist studio in uh, Brighton and you know they talk about uh, diversity there's such a thing as vulva diversity and she had all these um, vulva casts on her wall big lips and it was lips. incredible like so many different vaginas of course the mm. first thing we did was oh my god yours are skinnier than mine yeah we did but then we were like but our vaginas mine was look- actually skinnier than <laughs> I, I have no sense of what my vagina looks like against other women's and, and people with vaginas until like I started to because I didn't watch porn and I don't really know and I find it very odd someone was telling Laura Bates was telling me the other day and Layla Hussein were telling me on a thing that I did that um the most I think it's like the second most common plastic surgery now mm, the is, plastic. And I'm like mm. it's we need to celebrate a diversity of labia majora um not what I thought I was going to be saying um <laughs> I've just been told by the wonderful Ruth that we need to get the fuck out because the next podcast needs to get the fuck in uh we did start a little late uh so they've given us a tiny little leeway um but uh that leeway would have been better if we'd had a butt plug now <laughs> all right uh, be- will BBC Sounds let you do this again yeah. well this is this allowed to go on the BBC Sounds oh, feed Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, is this allowed to go out on the BBC feed? <laughs> <laughs> but not because of the content, right? Just because of the BBC thing of you can't charge people to come in and then yeah. put it on BBC. Yeah. The BBC got so many rules that make so many rules. podcasting yeah, but a bit tricky. So you know. um, but everyone here should listen to Brown Girls Do It Too. It's on BBC Sounds uh, or wherever you get your podcasts, I think. Um, go and check it out. It is fantastic. There's lots of back, back um, catalogue. Can I also quickly plug, we are um, uh, doing a live show of the podcast. It's not just a podcast. We are acting and singing and we're doing sketches. We're being clowns. It's goodness gracious me on acid, basically. <laughs> anyway, That's exactly what it is. Show. And we are um, in Soho on Tuesday the 18th. We're also Birmingham, Leicester. Like, we're all around we're the country. Check Brown us out. Do it com. <laughs> okay. Go see that live. Um... And if we did another live crossover episode where Tom wasn't allowed, would you come back? Great, okay. So maybe we'll do another live one here at King's Place. Yeah, we'd love that. Yeah, absolutely. Can we continue the Nick Carter, Keanu Reeves whole... What's what's Bobo the monkey doing next? Listen, Bobo is a very happy monkey and feel free to play that game at home. Uh, It's uh, it's basically just called uh, the, the fantasy game and uh, you can play it wherever you are, but especially good in a car. Ah, oh, thanks for coming. It's so good yeah. to see you guys. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you. You have been listening to Brown Guilty Feminist Do It Too with me, Deborah Francis White, Rabina Pavani, and Poppy Jane. The recording engineer was Brandy Zimbra. Music was by Mark Hodge. The producer was Tom Sinisky for the Spy. 
Martin Daly's shop, although he will not be allowed to listen to this. Thanks to Zoe, Sally and everyone at King's Place as well as all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com. Very well done, but uniquely you stayed at the climax. <laughs> Very much, you multiple orgasms is yeah. what I had there. Well, when someone just comes really quickly and it's like... Granted, Liz Imbra. Would you be able to do that again? <laughs> For the recording or just because you enjoyed it so much? Because it was. I just love interrupting. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, no, I just love interrupting. The Guilty Feminist is provided exclusively from ACAST. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.